0: From the LiveX Studios in New York City, Cheesehead TV brings you two guys who like to think they know something about football!
1: Good evening everyone and welcome back to Packer Transplants Live. I am Aaron Nagler and joining me as always is Mr. Corey Bankey, my partner here at Cheesehead TV. I'm coming to you live from the Cheesehead TV podcast studio in Midtown Manhattan. Corey joins us live from green bay wisconsin across the street from lambeau field and we are ready to talk some packers
2: what do we have on tap today Corey? today we dive into yet another frustrating loss by the green and gold and get ready to remind the world that the Bears still suck but right now it's time for the good the bad and the ugly we got the good we got jordan throwing dimes love we got the bad we got
1: Way missing tackles Walker. We got the ugly. We got. Joe, what the hell was that? Barry.
2: How you doing there, Banky? Happy Wednesday. I'm <sighs> um, doing good. <laughs> I like it. I mean, besides the Packers losing,
1: I'm doing all right. got a losing. I got my. You know, the losing is
2: a problem. It's an issue. I got my carry the G got? um water bottle. Ooh. Water bottle, with, but it doesn't have to water. To complement my so, you know.
1: carry the G pint glass. Very good. Very nice.
2: Mm. I would have a pint glass That's up here, problem. but I'm scared that if I have a pint glass, I'll just spill it and everything will fall and bad things will happen.
1: And that'll be a, so, yeah. a disgusting moment in Packer Transplants history. We can't have that. But what we can talk about is the hotness. Ladies and gentlemen, even with all the hand rigging and the problems and the the ugly-ass defense that the Packers played on Sunday night – there were a boatload of things to talk about that could be construed as hot on the offensive side of the ball. Obviously, I think the first thing that would probably come to most people's mind is the big touchdown from Christian Watson. We'll talk about that later in the program. I wanted to highlight my favorite play, just design wise and execution wise. This play got me all hot and bothered going back and looking at it on the coach's tape. Let's take a look at the hotness this, this week, ladies and gentlemen. The hotness. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the hotness. And I, I, like I said, I love the design of this play. And for once, the offense actually executed. I mean, I know there's been few and far between this year, but this play is so hot. Let's take a look at this, Nicholas. I love the design where you have Torrey come out in motion. Rodgers, we've seen this a million times, but have we? The throwback screen off of boot action and look at the wall. That gets formed by the offensive line. Look at the job Torre does downfield blocking. This is just awesome. Here you go to the end zone angle. Boot action. Oh, he's coming up. No, he's going back. Look at the line. Look at these guys out in space. Look at the job Torre's doing. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the hotness. I, I like love that play. I love that play. Um, you talk about taking like a wrinkle, right? Something that, again, we've seen the bootleg a million times in this offense. And then to come and work off of that with a throwback screen, that's hot. That is the hotness right there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, well, now we've gotten through the hotness, Corey. You know what a time it is. It's time for your favorite segment. It's time for some Packers news. And Dang. no news is bigger than the fact that Aaron Rodgers, despite leaving that game on Sunday night with a rib injury, Aaron Rodgers will play on Sunday. That's right. Dropping that nugget on Uh, Pat McAfee's show on Tuesday, Matt LaFleur essentially confirming it today when he met with the media. Sounds like Aaron with his time with the media at the locker uh, Wednesday after practice also talked about how good he feels and on track to play. So there you go, Aaron Rodgers not missing a game. Maybe we'll talk about this a little bit later. I know people have certain feelings regarding – Should they play Love? Should Aaron Rodgers play? Blah, blah, blah. But the news is Rodgers is going to play. Yeah, I know. I I know you're surprised. Uh, The other fun piece of news today is Romeo Dobbs was back at practice for the first time since (sighs) injuring his ankle and, and or high ankle sprain in that game in Detroit. Romeo Dobbs was back at practice. We'll see. I know I think he was listed as a limited participant. We'll see if he is on track to play. On Sunday, probably won't know until Friday, but that's encouraging. The idea of getting Dobbs out there with Watson and the rest of the offense—that's exciting stuff. Um, some other news: the Packers waived Jonathan Abram, who was with the team for essentially two weeks. A former first-round pick of the Raiders, they gave him a look-see, much like they did last year with the Dallas linebacker Jalen Smith. Gave him a couple couple weeks and said, "Yeah, thanks, but no thanks." So they waived Jonathan Abram. And then the corresponding move there is Innes Gaines, who we learned today, his nickname is Thump. Innes Gaines is promoted to the active roster. Got to think we'll be seeing a little bit more of this young man, especially. I thought he was on. I thought
2: he got promoted to active roster last week.
1: He got promoted for the game from the practice squad, but he wasn't signed to the active roster. Got it. Now he's been. Now he's been signed. So got it. So he probably. I probably should have. Well, he can if they cut him, but he's not. But last week, it was a promotion from the practice squad. This week, he has been signed to
2: the active roster. I got you. I just I said
1: promoted as in the sense of like, you know, so it's, it's a better job. He's
2: yeah, yeah, three, yeah, I just am roster. surprised I even knew what I knew, but I I was like, I thought he was in the game, <laughs> but he didn't really get any playing time.
1: Uh, uh, and then finally, tight end Nick Gugamos, I don't know how to pronounce it, is signed to the practice squad. So that is your gentleman taking in his game spot. Because I know, Corey, you need to be up on all things practice squad at all times. So I'm here for you, bud, just so you know. That's a former Division III player that the Packers are bringing on to the practice squad. Always exciting stuff. Okay, I know what a big Division Division III guy you are. No doubt about it.
2: I'm kind of, yeah, I'm more of a Division One guy, to be honest with yes, you. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I'm more of a Division One women's basketball guy, to be honest with you. That's true. That is very true. Women's basketball and women's soccer is where it's at. And volleyball, by the way. Volleyball is good shit, too.
1: I'm down with it. I'm down with it. But right now, we're going to talk about the Packers offense. And uh, look, they came to life against the Eagles. They actually went up and down the field and scored points. It was very exciting, whether Aaron Rodgers is that quarterback or Jordan Love. So it was fun to see. I will say, though, one concern that I had coming out of this game was looking at Josh Myers. He had a number of just – I'm not going to even call them boneheaded plays, but he just seems stuck in neutral. And I talked a little bit about this on Let's Talk Football with Andy earlier in the week, but you can look at his play and say, okay, here are a number of really good plays. One of them being that screen we just showed. Like Josh does a great job. He's very athletic. gets out in front. You see a number of good plays every game. The problem is, is they're offset by some of the really bad plays and or mental mistakes. We saw it on the opening drive. The play that led to Rogers' first interception was a play where essentially no one decides to block along the interior. Josh mm-hmm. just kind of gives an ole block, and it's just weird how, at this point, a guy out of Ohio State, who a big time program, you would think having now played upwards of a full season, you know, after missing a number of games last year, now he's played pretty much a full season of NFL football, he's still making these mistakes. I just I'm not going to say it's concerning but you would like to see a little bit more out of this guy. And it, it's it's exacerbated by the fact that the rest of the line is playing pretty damn well. So when you have a weak link and that's at center, mm. that's that's problematic. That's yeah, that's, that's problematic. Don't you don't want it's to be there. you don't though, want to be living
2: there. Probably probably wouldn't have needed to have a weak link there. Probably got to give Josh a little more time to, you know, get his head on straight.
1: I knew that. I knew you were going to go there.
2: Um, interesting. It's just interesting, yeah. you know. It's like you. Yeah. I know you got to let some guys go. I get that, but like sometimes the things we do to ourselves
1: <sighs> yeah. self-inflicted wounds. Hey, that's the story of this team this year in 2022. So you're on brand. No, now. I have. You're, I, you're, have you're the, I have. I have this narrative is no. Correct. You.
2: You know. I have a diagram. I have a visual diagram. Of you do have of a diagram. This... I have a diagram that I created just for you and this show. I created it during the Patreon happy hour, and that diagram displays perfectly the the number one problem with the Green Bay Packers right now. Would you would you not agree?
1: I mean, I, yeah, I think it's the major, like the main one. Yeah, yeah,
2: I get, I get that. Fundamental, fundamental yeah, no problem, doubt. probably.
1: No doubt about it. Is that is that what in in the business is known as a tease? Is that something we're going to get to later, or do you want to you want to throw it up right now?
2: I mean, are we? In, we're not. I don't think we're in the section. We should throw it up. But I'm. I'm no, down we're not. It. We're I'm not down. I'm just. I'm ready. But
1: but you know, Corey, if 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 no other show is set to go off the rails at any moment, is this one? You know, I mean. Well, we technically, can,
2: I would say it's not off the rails. Just taking a little, taking a little thirty thousand foot detour. A you know detour.
1: Man? Yeah, that's 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 fair. But let's let's get through the offense, uh, and let's talk about AJ Dillon because there's AJ Dillon. Isn't it nice to see A.J. Dillon involved? Isn't it nice to see him breaking tackles and running over fools and getting in the end zone? Oh, and running him from behind the quarterback with the quarterback on her center. Just, it's so nice. I just love it. There's A.J. Dillon. That's how he should be utilized. That's the f***ing, the the map key. You know, like, how, where, what do these symbols mean? This is what it means. That's the way to use A.J. Like, why it took 12 weeks to land on that formula I'll never know but that's the one that's it I mean people. you're assuming how you're assuming that we've
2: you're, but you're making a presumption of that we've settled on something <laughs> well no we, I'm
1: saying this is what I've been talking about for a three months
2: what no I'm I know but like I know I they're gonna go said- back
1: and like yeah, I'm split like, him out and run him out of pony they didn't, and like run him out they of He didn't figure gun, anything
2: stone. out. They f- they they didn't figure anything out. Let's just be clear, okay? Especially on offense. This yeah. team but There's on AJ offense Dillon has...
1: there he was. I was very excited. Figured I was just excited out. that AJ was I'm just excited that AJ was involved, getting the ball, running over people. The way they utilized him. I loved it. I loved it. Uh finally on offense, can we let the kids play? I think The Packers did a pretty good job of this on Sunday night in the sense of we saw a lot more Christian Watson and Samari Torre than we did of, like, Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb, although Randall Cobb was still out there a lot. Obviously, he's going to be. But, man, let the kids play. We need a lot more Christian Watson, hopefully Romeo Dobbs, and Samari Torre over the Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobbs of the world. It is like, And God bless Randall Cobb, all-time great Packer. It is time to get the kids some playing time. You know, we need those guys out there. I cannot wait to get this group kind of seasoned up, so to speak, over these last five games. Like, let the kids play. Big time. Uh, and then on the defensive side of the ball, what, what is up with Kenny Clark, man? Talk about the curious case of Kenny Clark. Um, hey, shout out to John Muirdink over at Acme Packing Company because he had a really interesting article up today about his usage about where they're playing kenny one of the interesting statistics that john kind of drew up 16 percent of the time last year in 2021 kenny was at nose right so far this year 21 percent of his snaps are at nose and i think a lot of people coming into this year thought they're probably going to play kenny at end a lot more probably kick him mm-hmm. maybe not even outside but at least defensive end in a three four get him a little bit wider, get him matched up against the outside shade of the guard or even against the tackle. But man, they have kicked up his usage inside, especially over the course of the last month or so, which has coincided with his disappearance. And I swear to God, I thought we'd see a lot more TJ Slayton playing nose than we have. And the problem is, is when they're playing Kenny at nose, they're playing Dean Lowry at end. And I think both of those players... You know, I think they're a lot, lot better of a defense when they got Kenny outside.
2: I mean, it's just
1: to me, it's just
2: is this a bigger trend? So so here's here's some trends I want to throw at you. Right. Um, Uh, And one of them is a special teams trend. But I do. I come come from the camp that special teams is in the third team. It's kind of your extension of your defense a little bit. So a little bit. A little old school. I feel that. Um Yep. I just don't think it's a I don't think it's a three legged stool. I think it's a 2 legged stool. You don't think it's a
1: third, right? The, I got it. With I the got bonus,
2: it. bonus action. So, you <laughs> know, look at look at Amari Rodgers and the change to Nixon, right? Put put that in put that right. in, in in a in a yep. peg, right? Yep. Go to, hey, everybody's gotta ask to do press till we first so then we reset and now we're gonna do press for a couple games, but then we're gonna forget about that. Right. Um right. is there something to this coaching staff trying to get a better person all the time and what i'm trying to say here is is and and not this is not a defensive thing but is the coaching staff so we talk about like the coaching staff being a lot like uh the the soccer show that got really famous you know how Matt LaFleur is more about like Ted Lasso. You know, the team and Ted Lasso right and i'm not saying Matt LaFleur right. is anything like Ted Lasso's philosophy but the modern day philosophy right, is right. a little bit more Ted Lasso and a little bit less you know division 1 Alabama football right right um right and so i just wonder what i'm trying to get at not succinctly i understand is <laughs> Is there something to team cohesion, which ultimately comes at the expense of not allowing guys to beat other guys, right? So, so, and what I'm saying here is like, okay, 16% of out on snaps, are, yeah, on their own team, like, like, how is right. Nixon sitting there, right? This right. guy, how is that guy sitting there? And now he's shown, like, he can actually return. Like, bro, are you not putting the best person all the time? And kind of the same thing where it's like, hey, you know what? I want to keep the team solvent. I want to keep everybody playing together. So I'm not going to make disruptions like, oh, TJ Slayton, I'm going to put you at no so I can get can-. – you know, like, allowing other right. guys then we're to gonna step up is D. what Lowry.
1: I'm to- right.
2: right, but I right. guess it's more no. – it's, it's almost like allowing other guys to step up is 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 a little bit like you know you it's almost like i'm trying to make this thing for like new year's right it's like in order to get fresh blood and when i mean fresh blood like just to get new people to get it, like you said about let the kids play right it's like this is a perfect time because like this is what we need we need that seasoning and so you're in the middle of the season and i just don't see it like unless we have a gun to our head we don't make changes
1: yes yes i mean that's what happened with darnell savage right I mean the only reason they ever made anything close to a change there in the secondary even though there were repeated breakdowns and Savage was often like at fault some of these communication errors it didn't nothing changed until Stokes went down with injury and then they put him somewhat at the nickel back and then even at the dime back uh, and then they put Rudy Ford out there right but it was pretty apparent that that needed to happen weeks before it did but to your point Nothing changed until necessity drove it by injury.
2: Yeah, well, right? and, and, yeah, and, and to your point right there the about Rudy thing. Ford. Right. Yeah, no, no, sorry. Yeah, I, you're. You, I remember a transplants where I had the assumption where I was like, well, clearly there's no one who's better at that position. And then you and I was and I think I remember asking you like who are they going to put there and you right. were like well give Rudy Ford a chance Rudy Ford and so yeah that's the thing you like you knew you had Rudy Ford and you didn't at least try that change a little bit more like it, I guess what I'm getting at is the culture for the best one eleventh person to get the job is that what's missing. Like, yeah, it is 111th, but you're making a decision who the 111th should be based on draft value and some other bullshit instead yes. of, like, who's winning the fucking job today,
1: right? Right. Yes. It's been like a recurring I'm not- team with his staff. No, no, I hear you. And I think you're right. I mean, our next point is Rudy Ford only knows one speed. That's what's crazy to me is, like, you could see it in camp. You could see how the second he got picked up, like – that was it. You know, like that's, he only knew one speed like preseason came and he was like, all right, on the street, need a job. Packers pick him up. And the first day, the first game he's flying down the field, making special teams tackles. And then he did get in nominally like a handful of snaps on defense. And he sticks out on the tape because he's like flying around a million miles a minute. Like, I just don't understand how you can't see that as a, defensive staff as a coaching staff and you're sitting there going nope we've got to run darnell out there because reasons because he's a former first round pick because we picked up his option i understand that mentality to a point i do i understand there's a higher you know it's not a meritocracy it just isn't you know i get that but at some point you're at a in the midst of a five game losing streak don't you have to make those hard choices don't oh, you have to make those changes prior to injury forcing your hand. I mean, Ford has been a revelation. He made another big play that forced fumble on Sunday night. I mean, how you know what more does a guy need to do to show that he belongs? You know, is definitely as you just said one of your best one ths You know, there's no way he should be on on the sideline. There's no
2: way well, Nixon, he should be down. Nixon, like Nixon came oh. out of nowhere. And it's I mean, ridiculous, that's just ridiculous. To, to us, right? So it's like you had Nixon and you went with Amari Rogers, a guy who really wasn't a good fit for that role already. He's never and good. you had somebody He's else. Never good.
1: That's what's crazy is like, <sighs> I almost understand it. I almost understand it coming off of last year. Okay. wiped the slate clean, blah, blah, blah. I almost get it until he would get to London and he has the muff that results in the giants getting a, a touchdown. You know what I mean? Like,
2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It should have been done right but it But it, it should have been over but it for wasn't. him at punt returns, but not at wide receiver, right? Yeah, no, It's like, I that's agree. the time. Yeah, you know okay, why. let's move into wide receiver. You know yeah.
1: Yep, yep. But like, I mean, I hear you again, on it's
2: not a meritocracy. I guess, I guess, our fundamental, my fundamental, my fundamental understanding of the business, as I understand it, which I'm sure is completely mm-hmm. wrong, by the way, so no one listened to what I'm saying. <laughs> but my fundamental understanding in football is that yeah, you have all these values, you have all these people. It's not a meritocracy. These people are going to get the opportunity first, but you still are. You have to beat. You have to beat. You have to be the best at your position to get that starter job every week. Like, that's what I think is kind of lacking in our team. Well, you, it's like well, we've you given everybody yeah. that we've casted the fucking Broadway show, and we're not <laughs> continually casting the show to make sure it's yep. the best it can be every week.
1: Yep. No, I agree. You know, I agree. And that's what, to me, sitting on the outside is so frustrating, right? It's the sense that we're not playing people because why? Like, that's the million-dollar question to me. Like, why are we not playing TJ Slayton more at nose? Why are we not playing Kenny more a little bit shaded outside, like get him on the end? Why is that happening? Why is Dean Lowry allowed to go out there week after week after week and get completely suffocated by the interior of the line? doesn't matter if it's the Eagles or whoever. You know what I mean? Like, just but there's no change there. There's no – you're really telling me Devontae Wyatt can't get on the field? You know, the rookie – Who you took in the first round were 13 weeks into this? This kid can't get more than a handful of snaps? Really? Like I just I don't know. To me, it's pretty damn frustrating. That's crazy. Speaking of frustrating
2: about Devontae Wiley. I didn't even think about Devontae Wiley. No,
1: no (laughs) one does because he barely plays. (laughs) But D Lowry's allowed to go out there and just get completely manhandled down after down. But so for why? For what? Like, what at some point don't you have to make a move? And that's what's so frustrating about that game on Sunday night. The lack of like trying to not even just, I mean, God forbid we dictate, but just trying something else. Like, just completely (laughs) going out there to get run over again and again and again with basically, I guess, no regard for all right, well, so at least they won't throw it deep. (laughs) Great. Like,
2: I mean, they ran, like, 79 <laughs> plays. The
1: Eagles ran
2: 79, 79. plays on Sunday That night. was crazy. I saw that. I was like, oh, my 79
1: God. 79 plays. Lot. Are you – that's, like, almost twice <sighs> what the Packers ran. It's they crazy. just possessed the football all night. The Packers scored 33 points running half the plays. Like, that's nuts. Well, that's...
2: Yeah, the best part about that game was the Packers scored 33 points. The worst part about of that course, game yeah. was the – the because they gave up forty nine plays, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that's the most points they've had all season, pretty much, right? I just pulled I mean, that out of my ass. It's right there, though.
1: But like there. the thing that it's frustrating, right? The sen- the frustration is crystallized to me by one play. The end of the first half, the Eagles are driving, and the Packers get them into a third and fourteen. This mm. is where you want to live as a defense. Third and fourteen. Is an advantage or it should Loving be it. for your
2: defense. Yeah.
1: Blitz That's where you do Or want don't to blitz,
2: live. rush your best four or whatever the hell I you want to do, do something. I don't whatever
1: you want to do, but like, I'm on the third and fact 14. that they 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 play the entire almost the entirety of the secondary past the sticks, not even at the sticks, but past the sticks and the idea is come up, rally and tackle. Okay, I'm with you so far. I get it. Not my favorite, but I get it. So then, of course, the Eagles throw short of the sticks. And that guy's job (laughs) is just to get as close to the first down marker as he can. It's not go get the first down, although that would be great. Just go get as close to the sticks because we're clearly going to go for it if we get close enough. And sure as shit, the Eagles, because the Packers are playing so far off, the Eagles catch a nice easy completion underneath and then make them inside move and get down and cover 13 of the 14 yards and then there are the Packers defenders like Quay Walker and company going yeah fourth down you know they're going for it right like it <laughs> drives me insane the lack of situational awareness from both the coaching staff and the players like they That's a win for the offense to get 13 yards on third and 14. What are you celebrating? Yeah. Like, that is the mentality on the defensive side of the ball laid bare right there. And what's fucking crazy to me is that this is the kind of shit that Matt was talking about when Pettin was defensive coordinator that he wanted to eliminate, that he wanted a change of mentality. But I see the exact same mentality, and that – goes back to the head coach it has to because we've gone through two different coordinators running two very different systems yet the mentality is the exact same
2: i think i need to show my chart now okay so what you said was right however you can go a little bit steps back from that okay i'm going to show you guys a chart okay i need everybody to get ready okay because i worked (laughs) on this
1: I love that we could have, like, given this to Eric and got some kind of, like, graphic. Oh, no, this is way better. This is way better. This this, this This chart is is perfect.
2: You can see my mind, but you can see this is the problem right now. This is the number one fundamental problem with the Green Bay Packers today, okay? So there is a disconnect in the triangle. So we got Matt on one triangle. We got Murphy. We got Brian. And then right there in the middle... It's broken. I know you can't read my thing, but that right there, between Matt and Brian, there's something broken in the triangle. There's a disconnect. It's a disconnect in the that's triangle.
1: Really, that's really good, Corey. That's really good because I very much agree. I mean, I've been talking about it for about a month now, over a month, in the sense of like it seems very apparent that there is some kind of disconnect between personnel and coaching. Like, hundred percent. I, I don't know where. I don't know where it happened. I don't know how it happened, but man, there really seems to be a sense of like, here's the team. We're going to utilize it in a very different way. We meaning mm-hmm. the, the coaching staff. Like here's the team given to us from personnel, and QB one to be, and QB one, and we are going to be very QB one is a coach. He'll get a twisted. In,
2: yeah, he is. At this point, definitely. He made himself a coach yeah, three years ago when he complained about not getting communicated to.
1: Well, yeah, he made himself a coach and a GM and everything else.
2: He made himself he put himself in the ahead. triangle. Actually, you know what I need to do? I need to put Aaron, I need to put You QB need to add one. Aaron Rodgers. He, no, he goes in the middle of the triangle. He <laughs> goes right in the middle. He's in the middle. He's where broken oh, is. Here's He's the right thing. below broken.
1: Here. He's right below broken. Well, what's what, what <laughs> The funny thing is is like That's a metaphor. We talked about this we talked about this last week, right? Like here we go and it's only increased of course it does, because Jordan Love came in on Sunday night and looked good. Now it's we are inundated already with where... I got two emails from two different marketing people this morning for websites like, where will Aaron Rodgers play in 2023? Here's the okay. news to everybody who's creating content around the possibility that Aaron Rodgers might be traded. Aaron Rodgers is going to play for the Green Bay Packers, or he's going to retire. That's it. Those are the options. He's not getting traded. Does anyone listen? Aaron Rodgers literally said at his locker this summer, the reason he signed this extension was so that he could retire a Green Bay Packer. Did this? Rob Demosky asked him point blank, "Does this shut the door on the trade of the possibility of a trade? You ending your career someplace else?" Aaron Rodgers said, "Yes, it does."
2: I hear I you, but I'm gonna, call, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call. Here's the thing. Was tie I tie
1: him to Green Bay for the rest of the I can play you.
2: Career. I can play you quotes and off Packer remix 2007 shout out, uh, where there is an actual quote from Brett Favre a saying, "I love being Green Bay Packer. I'll always be I know, Green Bay Packer." I know, I know. So I can show you quotes from many many players who said they wanted to do Brett something Favre and who are, didn't
1: have the contract Aaron Rodgers has. Totally different. Totally different. Absolutely. I'm just saying. Century.
2: Hey, I, I have a question to ask, ask you. you. I have a question to ask just you. I asked this to the Patreon. It it, ha- it happened in the Patreon, and I think this is a really good question uh-huh. for everybody watching and listening to. Yes, is sir. um, so I have a question. Okay, so okay. I want everybody to think about this seriously. I don't want you to just laugh at it, but think about this. Okay, and I don't mean to depress you, and I'm sorry if this is triggering anybody, but <laughs> would would the Packers be 8-4 and four if they had Devontae Adams?
1: That's a good question. That's a, that's a really good question. Uh, I would say no, probably not 8-4. and four. I think they would have a better record than they do. But Devontae Adams isn't papering over the offensive line issues for the first half of the season. Now, maybe he catches a few quick slants or what have you, converse a few third downs, maybe gets in the end zone one or two times more than they would have, etc. That's why I think, yeah, there's probably a good chance they have a better record. But, man, there's so much more going on with this team than just
2: they don't have Devontae Adams. You know what I mean? No, no, no. uh, So when you say it like that, I agree with you, right? But when you just ask the question, right, looking at this team, right, and you look yeah. at what QB one's been trying to do this season, right? Like, right. It, in the way the they've way, operated, the
1: way, yeah.
2: Like, yeah. I agree with you fundamentally, one hundred percent. I agree with right. you. Like, a wide receiver is not what we need, and I've been against that. Like, oh my god, you know. But also, like, it kind of goes to the Corey Lindsley thing a little bit with Devontae, like. Right. There was a more of a reason than money that he didn't want to come back. Okay, so let's just set that aside yeah. because that that's right. a clear thing, and maybe that reason is I would just want to play with my buddy, and I totally get that side too. You know, I'm I'm. She said, "TV is yeah. and live to closer a buddy to operation. home." Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So those those things are all valid, and I totally get you. But right. when you posit the question of like looking back at all the games from London on and all the games we've lost oh, and yeah. the way QB one's been trying to play, right versus how right, how the right. team is set up it right. almost it's not it's not even like should we have a a number one wide receiver it's more devonte himself right losing that connection like having another number one wide receiver like obj or whatever you're still going to need fucking 2 right, to 3 right. years with qb1 that's how qb1 works right but the fact that qb1 and devonte were just mind melded like freaking klingon or uh uh vulcans like <laughs> that's right. that it, it might have. It might have been the thing that put us over the top, which I find interesting because, to me, Brian's number one weakness in the disconnect of the triangle, I think the disconnect of the triangle right. is important, but his number mm-hmm. one weakness, and every GM's, by the way, this isn't necessarily a Brian thing. It's like, oh,
1: yeah. I mean, yes.
2: how do you identify the Tetris block that's going to unlock everything else? Right And right. how yeah. and more importantly in draft and develop, how do you make sure to identify the people, right? So the Micah Hydes and the Corey Lindsleys and the Devontae right. Adams of the world, which is the most obvious, where you do not right. let them go under any circumstances. How do you do that?
1: I feel you. I feel you. I mean, you did just, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but if Devontae Adams is hell-bent on leaving, there's not a whole lot you can do outside of You put the franchise tag on him and you've got a really unhappy dude in your locker room or probably not even in your locker room because he's not but he's he's not going to show up he's going to withhold services because it's the one kind of arrow in the quiver at that point right i mean i hear you the thing that kind of gets lost in all this and that that no one has really talked about is yeah the the (laughs) the bullet point that gets kind of thrown out there on Twitter ad nauseum is the Packers offered more money because the Packers made sure that that talking point got out into the Twitter bloodstream, so to speak, immediately after Devonte signed that deal, which is true in the sense of overall money. But what yeah. never gets talked about is what was the Packers structure? What was the guaranteed structure for what yep. the Packers offered? Literally yep. to this day, you don't know that. And my, my suspicion has always been that the Packers were unwilling to guarantee his salary past the first year. And I've asked Devontae this, and Devontae won't mm. talk about it. So my sense is the Raiders were more than happy to do that. You know, th- that's the kind of sticking point that was happening with T.J. Watt and the Steelers. The Steelers caved to T.J. Watt because he's a younger player. Devontae's on yeah. – you know his third contract is a very different circumstance the packers did want to set that precedent but no one's ever really talked about that aspect of it but i'm pretty sure that plays into it so i understand like yes would things be different if Devonte's in town yeah 100 percent, no question but you can't look at what has transpired since then in the sense of getting christian watson you've got romeo dobbs and yes this season a wash. No doubt about it.
2: You just kick What? Yeah.
1: Here, here here I'm you, not I'm not here's you're the thing though. Up here pretty damn. The only the future at the position.
2: The only thing I'm going to quibble with with what you said is right. and I'm not quibbling with what you said by the way. I'm not arguing with what you actually said where know, if 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 1265's culture is going to be we're afraid to set a precedent. We are we are literally looking at not a blip but the end of the Green Bay Packers, Inc., 1265 Lombardi Avenue as we know it. We are looking at the beginning of the end because here's what I'm going to tell you right now. The NFL just signed a deal with broadcasters that is literally 200% of the revenue over what they got before. So if you're worried about a fucking guarantee on your number one or two or three or four guys, even you're, you already guaranteed Aaron Rodgers has fucking $15 million dead space next year if we trade him and $20 million in the second year. So what the hell does it matter if you guarantee fucking Devontae another $10 million? Who gives a fuck? You're not thinking straight. And that goes back to... The fact that we don't have an owner, and while it's good, these are some of the cons, right? Because people that work for a bureaucracy and a corporation and a freaking uh, uh, Red Cross, Inc., are a little bit more prone to be like, I'm a little bit worried about setting a precedent instead of more worried about world championship number 14 because that's all I'm fucking worried about, goddammit.
1: Fifteen, if we're if we're being Fifteen. Honest. Um, Fifteen
2: with an asterisk, fourteen with the official.
1: So, okay, so you started this whole conversation off with a thought experiment. <laughs> Let me give you one. Uh, so, does your thinking change, and does your upsetness about the lack of will- willingness to break said precedent change if Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs go on to become perennial all-pro wide receivers and form a dynamic duo to... Compliment Jordan Love and the Packers win another championship, and they set all sorts of offensive passing records. And then we can sign them two extensions, which are favorable to the Green Bay Packers, much like we've operated for the last two decades with Ron and Ted. Does your thinking change then?
2: Um, the only reason why my thinking is like this at all is because right. this we, we have watched, okay? We are in a. I think that. Oh, I
1: know we've watched. Oh, I'm aware we have watched. Watched, watched this
2: team. We have watched this right. team knock on the door, mm-hmm. right? For the last yep. two years, especially, we've been right on the precipice. And yep. everybody knows it was only going to take that one extra piece, that one extra thing, right? And I do feel like we went all in. So to answer your question, yes, I mm-hmm. want those things. However, I don't know that I – if i really had the choice i don't know that i would want those things given what we had to blow up this year given the realities of our quarterback situation given the realities like to me it's like as soon as you went all in on qb1 Devontae right. had to be your number one option like it had to right. be part of the equation cuz with cuz you can't separate them they're not a, this is this is this is where it goes back to the little chart right so here let's go back to the little chart right right here <laughs> So no, seriously. Right. So this is why this is, this is broken, right? This is seriously broken because there's a disconnect over what Brian thinks the team needs and what Matt thinks the team needs. And to your point, well, we can just keep drafting, but you're not paying attention to your quarterback. Your quarterback doesn't work well with people that just got here. He never has show me one person he's worked with that. It doesn't take him eight to 10 games to get comfortable with. So right. yeah, you, yeah, I want Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson. Look at look at Christian Watson right now. Aaron Rodgers loves Christian Watson. It took that time, right? So right. Yeah. I just there's a hundred percent a disconnect between what we need and those final pieces that we need and getting them. Um, right. And I I don't know. I just feel like yeah, now to be I mean, fair, one of the-
1: now to be fair, now to be fair, we had Devontae Adams and we went all in. And didn't win a Super Bowl. And we did so. We lost out on two Super Bowl chances with said quarterback throwing to a double-covered Devontae Adams at the end of both of those seasons. Whether it was last year against the 49ers or the year before yep. where he has a third down, at least a chance to run and make a play and instead throws it at the feet of Devontae Adams. You yep. know, we spent all offseason talking about how the Packers were 7-0 under you, know LeFleur, what's great? Without you know what's great about
2: those two I years, though? I understand the thinking. You know what's great? Yeah. You know what's great? What's that? We actually made the playoffs, which, you know what? This year we're not going to. <laughs> I understand, I understand I would, that. I'm going to tell you this right now. I would rather, point, and I, everybody's yeah, going to disagree with me. I would rather no, be no. in the playoffs and lose than not right. fucking go. I'm going to tell you that every day of the week, okay? I hear Being you. in the playoffs be in versus. Playoff.
1: I get that. I get that. I understand that. But answer me this. Are you – if this ends up being a transitional year, and if the quarterback position is all in flux, and, like, I understand, like, there's a monster kind of elephant in the room when it comes to what are they going to do if Rodgers is back, what the fuck are they going to do with Jordan Love? Like, I get all that, right? But if it takes this one down year to come back next year and set yourself up for another run of success – I'm down man. I'll take the I'll take one but, bad year. But,
2: but well, I'll take it okay, the playoffs I, for a season. I 100% agree with everything you're saying, but in what scenario are we only taking one bad year? Okay? Let's let's do the three scenarios here, right? Let's do the three. Now, right. I say this while we still have a 2% chance to make the playoffs, okay? So, and I am Come on, baby. Never down. tell me the odds. Let's go. I I, I still think Flip we can the make script, the playoffs. Banky. Flip the script. The, there you go. But so my issue is that okay you. look I at the three you. scenarios. Okay, here's scenario 1. Right. QB1 right. comes back, it kind of the same bullshit, we get out of the playoffs and we give Jordan Love right. some time and he gets right. some snaps and everybody loves Jordan Love and we like half the fan base wants to play him and half the fan base wants QB1 if we're lucky, right? So then QB1's got to come back next year. He's on the downward slide, which we've seen this year, by the way. We have seen this. And, and well, I don't... have we? Have we? Have we? I know. He's you're going to blame it on a broken thumb. thumb. I understand. But I that's understand. a real but...
1: thing. You... I'm not blaming it. I'm just saying that's a reality. And look, when he's had time to heal, he had some of his best throws of the year in that Philly game before he gets his fucking ribs injured. Look
2: at the Cowboy game.
1: He's slinging it okay. like a champ.
2: I want someone take the first five games, okay? And everybody's just gonna slam me because I'm be like, ah, you hate Rogers. I'm like, no, I don't. But like if we got a guy at the end, we gotta it's huh? like Favre, man, we gotta fucking cup bait. And we have we have given know, ourselves no opportunity to agree. cut bait. We
1: said the whole the whole offseason last year. Okay. All we so what about. scenario it's is, it one is, is it one is it one bad on. year then? Who knows? But the problem
2: is is you signed him to this fucking
1: contract.
2: So, we're that's not, but that's my point. Problem. We're not looking at one bad year, you guys. We're not. It's not real. It's not real to even say it could be one bad year, okay? It's not real.
1: That's very real. They could very much come back next year, have a <sighs> reconstituted defense, have an offense that hits the ground running it, rather than having to find their way because of the time that they spent this year with Rodgers getting comfortable quote-unquote with christian watson with romeo dobbs with the idea of that's valid. god maybe we should run the fucking ball you know what i mean like but people would argue we still have joe barry <laughs> well that's another x factor but that's a whole another story i don't like look we'll, well we'll talk we can talk about that some other time because god knows the whole joe barry thing holy shit i mean we're we're already off the rails like joe barry to me it's like I wanted him to succeed in the worst way, and you saw glimpses. But, man, he had so much handed to him this year, and this team has grossly underperformed given the assets he was given. Like, I understand their, their guys are missing yeah. tackles or what have you. That's a reflection of their want to and or leadership and or leaning into technique and blah, 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 and that goes back to coaching. Like, Matt left a bad taste in my mouth on Monday when he kept pointing to, oh, yeah, well, we missed so many tackles. Okay, but you also had guys like running 30 yards downfield in man coverage, having to turn around and then try to tackle a ball carrier because you were being taken advantage of up front by a team that has not looked good for two fucking weeks until they found your defense. I mean, that... Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, falling on your sword for your buddy in Joe Barry, I guess I understand it, but it like just rubs me the wrong way to then turn around and say well you know we just repeatedly talk about oh well we missed so many tackles like I don't know I'd love to know how that's playing in the locker room like I get it guys got to make tackles no doubt about it I talked about it earlier this season if a guy's in a position he's got to make a play I get that I understand that but your job as a coach is still to put your dudes in the best position to make those plays and there's no way on God's green earth you can look at the tape from that Philly game and tell me that Joe Barry did that. No. Can. Way. So, yeah. At the end of the year, should he be fired? Probably. Will he be? TBD.
2: We'll see. I mean, yeah, I don't know if he's going to be fired at the end of the season. I don't know. I, 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 I think knows?
1: there's a much better chance now after the last three weeks than there was, like, say, at the midway point of the year. I'll like, tell you what. If they the do, last three they weeks do, have been, if abismal. they make the
2: playoffs, he ain't going nowhere. But tell you that right now. But
1: they ain't Corey.
2: Corey, they're not making the playoffs, buddy. There's a two percent chance.
1: <laughs> there is. There is a two percent chance.
2: The funny great. thing is, here's the funny thing. Oh, After God. everything that are. I said, here's where
1: Corey talks himself <laughs> into the fact that the, here's fact the, he the thing make the
2: playoffs. Here's the thing. After everything I just said, like, yeah, we still got QB one. Jordan Love looked really good. Like, we just need two or three we things to go Cuban our way. One. Five games, you know what I mean? It's like yeah, five you games. You sound like we need
1: fifteen Tory, details I, to be. I, sus- I suspect that's exactly like if you had a camera in Matt Lafleur's office across the street from where you are right now. If you just turn that camera and like kind of zoomed in on Matt's office at some point in the last like two months. Matt has had that conversation with himself at his desk. Like, man, you know, we still got QB one. We're right there. If we just have a few things go our way, like, man, at some point I mean, you got to make them go crazier, your way. You got go but... about... to make them go your way. Crazy! Stop sending Amari Rogers out to catch punts. <sighs> All right, Nicholas, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna punt on. The, speaking of punts, we're gonna punt on the preview because we got we got ground to make up here in this in this. Your show. Let's get to Blogosphere.
0: This week in the Packer Blogosphere.
1: That's right. It's This Week in the Packer Blogosphere, the return of that venerable series. Look, every week there's a lot of great content out there, not just about the Packers, but about the NFL in general. And it's great when some of the national dudes who watch the whole league but then create specific content about plays, players, teams, what have you, kind of take a deep dive, so to speak, in your favorite team. And this week uh, the Packer Packers fans are lucky to have JT O'Sullivan taking a deep dive on the big Christian Watson touchdown, I absolutely loved this. His Twitter handle is the QB School. Uh, he's got a YouTube channel. I highly recommend if you are interested in quarterback play or just really offensive football in general, in any way, shape, or form, to check him out. But this kind of breakdown of Christian Watson's big TD was fucking awesome, and I wanted to play it for you guys. Uh, roll it, Nicholas.
0: There's a lot to like about this touchdown pass. The first thing, the split flow action. So we get the sniffer coming down, the run action this way. The quarterback, Love here, is going to open to his right, but he's going to be lined up when he hits that back foot to be able to make this drift post throw. Now, in addition, because it's middle field closed and the wide receivers are inside the dividers, meaning that they're going to get outside leverage by these DB types because they're trying to funnel to this middle field player, right? So you want outside leverage to funnel him. That's a good idea as long as he's not getting essentially rubbed by the deeper post. So when we go hit this drift post with outside leverage, it's a great look. In addition, instead of this guy being able to come down and blow this thing up, he actually has to navigate through the deeper post with the corner. So you end up getting like two rubs, he can't navigate it, he takes a poor angle and this thing goes to the house. So it's just a really nice job. Jordan Love, Making this thing work. This is a really nice offensive architecture versus coverage. Boom. Love it. Again, watch that middle field player. Right on the logo. He's got to navigate that post. Can't. And that's a wide turn. Looks like a semi. Beautiful job from Jordan Love. Back foot. Boom. No hitch. Changing the landmark just a little over the left guard. When does he go throw that thing? Separate right there. Gotta wrap it around that linebacker type. Just beautiful job. That's outstanding. To the house. Love to see it. Really nice job from Jordan Love there. Can
1: I just say also that uh you notice how there's a single high safety look from the defense there that you hear JT talk about? That's not a prevent defense. The amount of fucking idiocy I have seen oh online this week. Oh, Jordan Love was just going against a prevent deep. You should never speak about football. But also, ever why again. if you're the if Eagles, you say why that? Would,
2: and that's yeah, it makes no sense. Why would you in that situation the Eagles would never run prevent? situation. you would
1: situation. never play deve- You never play a prevent deep. What? Like the whole pre- reason yeah. that works. The whole reason that works is because you have a single high look and they run action off of it. They, like, run play action, and the Eagles are expecting a run because there's a young quarterback. It's not Aaron Rodgers. You think, okay, they're going to try and run the ball probably because they don't trust their dude to throw it, and the Packers basically take advantage of them because they do trust their dude, and they've got Christian Watson. Touchdown. Make miracles happen. Love it. Like, I love that play. That play is great. And also... Let's take a let's take a listen to uh, uh, I love this from Darius Slay who's on the field. He like big play Slay is on the field when this happens. Uh, he talked about this on his podcast. He's an Eagles corner. He played for Detroit for a long time. I love this description of of Christian Watson. Roll it.
0: They say he was fast. He caught the
2: the little slant. I see how fast he is. Buddy outran angles. When you outrun angles, you fast, fast. He outran some angles. It's like he ran the 200. (laughs) Straighten up. We got around the curve and straighten up. Like, start tipping his head back a little bit. (laughs) I'm like, damn. That boy, the kid fast. I lined up on press one time. I probably should have got a holding call because I grabbed his shirt. because like, Buddy was running too damn fast. I said, slow the fuck down, roadrunner. Slow the fuck down. Can't be running this damn fast right now. Slow down. But Buddy was Buddy was going crazy. Buddy was going crazy.
1: That's one of the best corners in the NFL admitting he needed to grab Christian Watson because he was going <laughs> like too fast for him. I mean, Christian Watson's a weapon, dude, and I love that he's a Green Bay Packer. And I love that there are people like outside the Packers sphere, so to speak, like paying attention. Like that's awesome. That's just an awesome clip. I love it. Like that whole play was just a, like, fucking the best. Um, the other thing I wanted to highlight this week was A.J. Dillon, friend of show, uh, partnering with Feeding America Eastern Wisconsin. Love this. He's going to be wearing Feeding America cleats this nice. Sunday for my cause, my cleats. He and his his young wife have helped provide more than 750,000 meals to Wisconsin kids in 2022. Absolutely love it. We partnered with them last year. I love that they're working with AJ this year. Fan, Fantastic job. AJ's the best. Love that he's a Green Bay And, they,
2: and AJ announced on social, I can say it. Yeah, they're they're expecting a baby. So. I saw that. They're, yeah, they're going to have, they have a little, little quad father on the way. Congratulations. Quad father two. Quad father junior. Quad father 2.0. Oh. <laughs>
1: All right. Uh, let's get to some some YouTube comments, shall we? Some folks, some fine folks. Uh, okay. We got any super
2: yeah, chats out that, there? That's my job. Here's, yeah, a, here's, I, a, I fun, here's a fun fact, uh, Corey.
1: I have not looked at the chat one time this whole show.
2: Well, you know, I forgot to tell you. Uh, my girlfriend had some notes for us for Watch Party that were pretty good. Um, and I forgot to tell you those notes as we were trying to figure out okay. something else. So, let but me this go isn't to Watch the, Party. Just, this no, is I know. Nagler. They re- you reminded me of something that had to do with something else. Okay, so Very good. I you know what I'm saying. I'm just trying to, to read super chats here. I look forward got... to taking the note, sir. <laughs> ben, thank you, Aaron and Corey for giving us 246 more reasons to love our Packers. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate you. Thanks, Ben. Um, Ryan Willie, thanks super chat. In my opinion, they should. The same thing to Rogers as T.T. Ted Thompson did to Favre after the season, and I believe Barry should be on a plane out of Green Bay also for playing the D in a different area code because they play so far off.
1: I don't disagree Superchat. with any of that.
2: Yeah, uh, uncultured barbarian. It feels like Bargain Bin Barry's ineptitude has permeated the entire defense. I will continue to call him that until he's gone. Why is he Bargain Bin Barry? Bargain Bimberry,
1: because like you got he's damaged goods. He was on two teams prior to this, including one 0 sixteen team that he coordinated the defense for. Ungolster has been doing this on Packers Daily for days. Like I love it. I'm all in. Bargain Bimberry. Hell yeah.
2: Tommy Talaga. Fuck the Bears. That's all. Great show. Love you guys. Have a great night. I pretty much we could have just done that.
1: Hell yeah, Tommy. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Just done that.
2: Uncultured Barbarian, this week on Banky on the Beat, Corey tells Bukowski why he's wrong again and then gives a course on how to properly shotgun beers. Oh, <laughs> uh, Uncultured, Banky like. mentions Klingons, and Klingons would probably think that Aaron Rodgers is a pedicure. Yes, I know some Klingonese. Wow. Oh dear, here we go. You go uh, the th- thanks for the super chat. Mr. Englewood77, does Watson's success mean he was making T. Lance look good in college? not necessarily
1: he's just a really good player nothing wrong with that
2: Okay, Dave thanks super chat Goody's plan was to give 12 a crap ton of money and leverage and then hoped you would be patient with rookies and lean into the run game genius (laughs) 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 I mean when you say it like that you say it like that yikes yikes um Allison Williams. Yeah, LaFleur doesn't see he has issues, question mark. What the fuck? We all see it. True, Allison. True, we do see it.
1: Couldn't agree more, Allison.
2: Allison Tukwov. Thanks for Super Chat. Is that really true Aaron Rodgers walked up his job? No, I know Brett Favre rubbed off on him. I think he didn't want to play the Bears because he didn't know that he owns them, and Rodgers said that he said that as a joke.
1: A lot going on there. I, I can't really make heads or tails of Thank it. Thank you for the
2: super chat. But I
1: appreciate the super
2: chat, Allison. Appreciate the super chat, Dave. Packers have had too many players on scholarship. True story. On culture barbarian, bargain Ben Barry is who we thought he was. Well, who some people thought he was. Some people. Yeah. True story. Some people like. Some people. I like, thought
1: he was know. coming along last year. There was that stretch, and then like you looked at the playoff game. I thought, okay, I get it, man. Like he's heading in the right direction. But damn, if this year hasn't laid it bare, no
2: doubt. Bucky boy, not dead yet. Carry the M motherfucking G. Run the ball, win Super Bowl. Yeah, good luck with that. All right, Bucky. Good luck. I love it. I'm, I'm with Let's you, do Bucky. it. I'm with you, Bucky. I just don't see them running the ball. Anyway, uncultured barbarian. There's a better chance of me being named the king of England than there is in the Packers getting into the playoffs. I, okay. Never tell me the Uncultured. I got a bone to pick with this, because I do think that the Packers still have a chance, okay? But they won't after this weekend chance. if they if they don't get – they have a 2% chance. John Mark Little, PAC. Rodgers would take a salary restructure trade to the 49ers for his pride. Let Jimmy G and Jordan L fight it out in training camp. Problem solved. I think that ain't ever going to happen. If he's going to go anywhere, it's going to be the Niners.
1: That ain't going to happen.
2: I mean, but if he is going to go anywhere, it's going to be the Niners. I'm never going to have Dave. Thanks to super chat. A lot of the people that were bringing up missed OTAs constantly now want Rogers not to get as many actual game reps with Watson and Dobbs as possible.
1: That's amazing content. Thank you, Dave. Yes. A thousand percent. Like this is a shit that's 10 times more valuable and or actually valuable as opposed to OTA reps. Yes.
2: Joe Mailman, RIP John Hadle, Don Devine on the other hand. Yeah, John Hadle, Packer legend.
1: Packer legend, uh, if you can call him that. I just love that his actual words about that trade were like, I didn't think anyone would be that desperate. I mean, what's crazy is that the Packers wanted to trade for Archie Manning, and then that fell through, and then they got John Hadle instead, and that was obviously a disaster. RIP Yikes. to a legend
2: Unculture culture barbarian. Did you see that big B got a shout out on McAfee earlier this week? He's going to get too big for us soon. Oh, he got a McAfee too. I, I saw the one.
1: Yeah, he did. And what's great is that Rogers mentioned, uh, him and big B got another mention today, like, nice. or, uh, Tuesday. Yeah. Hell yeah. Big B. Well, we always say we're going to be working for Joey and big B before we know it.
2: No doubt about it. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, can it be sooner than later? A Nuclear Family, thanks for Super Chat. Could you help me understand 12's contract? Can he be cut or traded, or is it only up to him? Can't trade Love on his final year of his contract?
1: Uh No. T- uh, uh, essentially, there's absolutely no way that Rodgers, I want to say can be traded, but will be traded. Um. A, no one wants to take that. There's no way anybody wants to take that contract on. B, he does have... Uh, the ability to say, no, I don't want to trade. Um, it's not necessarily a no trade clause, but uh, the mechanisms to to within the, the, the contract, he has to agree to it. That's There's just there's so many levels here. Essentially, he's got to either play or retire. Those are the two things that I, one of the two will happen this offseason. And I suspect he's going to want to play. So he'll be back with Green Bay.
2: Yeah. Alex Pryor, thanks for super chat. Speaking of letting the kids play, let's get Winfrey on the active roster and see what he can do with extended snaps.
1: That ship sailed, man. If he was going to get a chance, he was going to happen earlier this year, and that's clearly not happened. So, as much as I thought he should have made the fifty-three coming out of camp, uh, if they were going to make that move, they would have done it at some point this season, especially with the issues at that at that position. It's just not going to happen.
2: Braden Loya, thanks for super chat. Uncultured Barbarian has a fat wallet. True story.
1: And he's a big Cheesehead TV fan. That's why we love him. Nice for the support, bud.
2: Oh, Joey's sending the contracts over tomorrow, so we'll take a look at those. Oh,
1: sweet. Awesome. That'll be great. Thanks, Joey. We really appreciate it. Uh, we also appreciate all of our Patreon members, our Patreon folks who have been with us basically since the start of the pandemic when we kind of just said, hey, maybe we should do watch parties. Can't thank you guys enough. Really appreciate the support. And, hey, a couple weeks from now, we'll be having our Patreon meetup there at uh, Titletown. Look for the information we'll have. We'll talk about it a little bit more in next week's show, but definitely going to be a good time there at Titletown, thanks to Charlene. Going to be throwing it down. Uh, And carry the G-Club members. Be sure to be on the lookout in the community page here on YouTube for information for the meetup. It'll be the Sunday prior to the Monday night game against the Rams. We really appreciate the support. If you want to join right here on YouTube, on the desktop version of YouTube, hit the join button. You can get access to our weekly happy hour, you get special emojis, you've seen people probably in this chat tonight talking about stuff being highlighted. That's what you do. It's a lot of fun. We cannot thank you guys enough. We really appreciate it. Corey, you got anything else for the fine folks at home before we head out?
2: Uh yeah, let's beat the bears. Let's
1: do it. There you go. That's all that matters. Beat the mother Bears, who, by the way, just put their two best players on IR with their best wide receiver in Mooney on IR, and Jackson, their safety, is on IR. Justin Fields, who knows if he's going to play, but they did sign Tim Boyle, TBLS, is in a Bears uniform now because of, obviously, his connection with Luke Getzey.
2: If we get beat by Tim Boyle, I'm going to be so mad.
1: I don't ask a lot of the football gods, but I want Tim Boyle versus Aaron Rodgers. That's what I want on Sunday. That's all I want. We'll see. That'll do it for this episode of Packer Transplants. We'd like to thank everyone who makes Cheesehead TV part of their daily Packers routine. We are and will always be devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. I think there may be a misnomer um, among uh, yourselves and the others that – She said TV, is that right? Um, That is correct. That maybe if the second and 10 is called and it's a run pass and I'm gonna choose to pass out of spite for the- uh, Not spite, I didn't say spite, come on now. (laughs) Okay.